A big dominant win for your Cincinnati Bengals coming out of the bye week. They go into San Francisco and handle business. Joe Burrow's back. Joe Mixon's back. Jamar Chase is still Jamar Chase. That and plenty more coming up on Blue Collar Bengals. Big, big win. Huge week. I'm so excited, dude. <laughs> what a game. Victory Monday. The chat is already popping. Eric Howland with a Victory Monday comment. Tony Taphorn with a who day. Surboy with a we won. Mark Fetters with a who day. LFG. We are all here. We're all jacked. I think Joe uh, Joey Votto said jacked to the tits. I think yep. that was fit yes. um, for how we're feeling after that big, big win. I mean, just... We should have had 40 points. We fumbled. We missed a kick. I mean, we could have had at least 10 more points on the board there. Yeah, 40-burger all the way. Glad to be here. Welcome to Blue Collar Bengals on this Victory Monday, the best type of Mondays, no matter where you are in this great state of Ohio. Holy crap, dude. That was a good 49ers team, missing a couple pieces. However, comma, we went in there and handled them. Dude, took care of business. Dominant win. They may have been missing Debo. They may have been missing Trent Williams. But what I kept saying is the motherfuckers don't play defense. Yeah. So they, I mean, they they were healthy on defense. They they uh oh, whoops wrong button. I mean they Fred Warner ended up playing. Um he you know he was he put a good hit on Burrow. But I mean. As I've said before, we needed to go one and one in this new stretch. Uh, this this new stretch out of the bye, um, you know, before Buffalo comes to town next week, we'll get into uh, what's coming up next week a little bit today. We've got another show scheduled for that, but man, offense humming, defense flying around, forcing turnovers. It was just a complete game. We've been asking all year for the Bengals to play a complete game, and we finally saw it. They did it. Four quarters of our brand of football is what I kept saying yesterday to everybody that would listen to. This is us, dude. This is the Cincinnati Bengals. This, like, bull crap that we do at the beginning of every year, whatever. Now let's go. It's, it's go time. The pedal or the foot is on the pedal, and these boys are humming, dude. Just like you said, like, the biggest key here is our offense played the entire game well. You know what I mean? Uh, in, in games past, it's been this first half fist fight, and then they come out firing. But, dude, if we don't miss a field goal, if we don't have tight end issues flat out to say it, it's a 40-point game, man, like you said. And we had impressive, impressive plays from nearly every position on the offense, even – the offensive line, Ted Karras yeah. up and running. Holy crap. <laughs> they fucking robbed us, dude. That was a live ball. Ted Karras should have those rushing yards on his record. 100%. I don't know. I don't know if he would have made it to the end zone, but he absolutely should have those on his record. That was a live football. The replay. There's dude. no way. Oh. Yeah. There's no way to prove that he wouldn't have scored. He wouldn't have fucking hurdled somebody or something. Exactly. That's why the key word is say, I don't know. But, like, they robbed him. They 100% robbed him. Ball don't lie, though. And uh, we came back with a vengeance. 
Holy crap. Mark says that Drew called this win. Um, I did put out on Twitter, I, I can't remember if it was Friday night. I just said, I can't shake the feeling that the Bengals are going to beat the shit out of the Niners. But I will say, Ron was more confident earlier than me. Ron called the game, too. Mm-hmm. We both, I think we were both confident. I posted the clip of both of us agreeing with each other. We you both, did. Yeah. We both said that this was going to be a win. I may have, you know, gotten a little flashy with it and said we were going to be dominant and kick their ass and used a bunch of sentence enhancers. However, both of us, we knew it. We predicted it. We predicted it all, dude. You were right. You called it. <laughs> and, yeah, man, it was an awesome day. I had uh, I had some of my family come over. And yeah. um, shout out to my stepmother, dude. Shows up with this shirt as a gift, the old Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase stepbrother shirt. She's like, oh, I didn't know if you'd like that or not. I was like, I've been fucking looking all over for one of those things. Thank you. So, yeah, what a what a great day, man. Got a nice shirt. We had a shit ton of food in here. And, yeah, man, just oh, – there was a couple times in the game where I was like, okay, we can't let him hang around. We can't let him get back in it. But pretty much start to finish, man, I felt like the Bengals were in control of that game, and I was never overly worried. No, yeah, I totally agree. In the beginning when it was like 7-7, and then it was like 14-7 – there's always that like, all right, it's, there's still a lot of time left. We're not we're not out like pacing by 100 points already. But uh, I was never worried, like you said. Uh, but like as soon as the second half rolled around and it uh, it turned into a shit pumping, yeah, I, I was good to go, man. I, I was ready to start drinking beer and celebrating. Absolutely. We got some uh, comments in the chat before we get to the box score breakdown. BJ McKinney says Sunday was a thing of beauty. Hashtag justice for Ted. That's true. That's that's true, man. The guy deserved that carry. He deserved that camera time. He deserved that shine. Sir Boy says he blames global global warming for the bullshit call on Ted Karras. And then he also said he blames Jesus for creating the Browns. All right. (laughs) Um, And Tony makes a phenomenal point here, man. We held McCaffrey to 54 yards. I know he had two touchdowns. Guy's going to find the end zone. He's got like yeah. a historic streak of 17 straight games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, my backdrop's crooked today. I really fucked up. I kind of phoned that in. Uh, but we held him to 54 yards. He got in the end zone twice. So, uh, Kevin, K. Breezy, you're probably watching. Um, we said we'd refund you if you posted, if you placed a bet for an anytime touchdown for McCaffrey. He did. He placed a $100 bet on it. Oh, fuck. He scored. We don't have to refund him. He won money, so I think he won like 40 bucks on it. So we don't have oh. to refund him, but we would have if it didn't hit. Okay, sometimes, I'm going to be honest, sometimes I shit shit on here and I totally forget. So I was, you could have told me I owed that man money and I would have paid. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and Sir Boy says, how about that play action? And it was a thing of beauty. I've been dying for that play action that we saw. They were able to go under center at times. It was beautiful. So while we're on this subject, let's go ahead and let's get into the box score breakdown presented by Hooday. That's W-H-O-D-A-I. It is combining Bengals content, AI technology to bring you AI stats. Every Bengals podcast you can imagine is hosted right there. www.whodai.com is where you can check it out. They make sure we have the great graphics on the show. Our banner up here that says like, subscribe, and turn on notifications. Those are three things you should do if you're watching this show to help us out. Like the stream now. Subscribe to our channel if you're not. And if you want to, turn on notifications so you can see when we post dumb shit to our shorts. Um, So we're going to start like we always do with Joe Burrow. Out of this world, the alien mask. He comes out. 
28 for 32. That's an 89% completion percentage, 283 yards, average of 8.8 yards per completion, three touchdowns, no picks. He did take three sacks for a loss of 17 yards. He finished with a QBR of 89.4 and a rating of 134.8. And he also rushed for about 40 yards. And that's one of the things that I like seeing the most out of Burrow yesterday was his ability to not just scramble, not just by time, but actually tuck the ball and run when he needed it to. And of course, a graphic comes off the screen. Ron's got a fucking prop on his face. Mm, mm, Drew, let me tell you, brother. Joey B. Joey B's got his swagger back, baby. I got to tell you right now, that boy was humming. He was on a mission to tell people, not only in Cincinnati, not only in the state of Ohio, but across the whole damn nation that he is back and he should be ready to turn the NFL upside down. He's back, baby. Look at that. Look at the stats. Look at his play. We got a clip, and I don't know if you're going to roll it now or roll it later, of him just unbelievable, dude. Skating pocket, making throws, embarrassing the defense. Joey B is fully back. Swagger is here, baby. That is our. And from the pocket, Burrow now stepping back, trying to find some breathing room, and it's still alive as he throws, and it's caught by Higgins. What a sensational play by Joe Burrow, and a catch by. Fully back, baby. Look at that. Get out of here. I played the, I played the video over you speaking again. I, I, we got to work on the timing. I was stopping right there. He played it at a perfect time. But, dude, he's back. Look at the stat line. Look at the confidence out there. Look at where he's throwing the ball. He's under center. He's moving around, dude. It's him. That, that, was, that was Joe Shiesty, man. I saw BJ commented that. It's hard for me to get the comments when I'm putting up clips and graphics. But, man, that reminded me of his scramble in the AFC championship game in 2021 against Kansas city, where he got out of some impossible sack. He ended up running for the first down on that play, but that is what we have been missing. I've said that the calf excuse has been gone since Arizona, but he is clearly even better than he was that game. I mean, he just pushed Nick. That's not, that's Nick Bosa. That's not just anybody. He pushes him off of him with one arm rolls out, finds T he eats the hit from Fred Warner, throws a dot, just an absolute dot on the run for a big first down. It was phenomenal, dude. And that is that is when we can beat any team in the NFL. When Joe Burrow is able to do that, we can beat anybody in the league. And even the national media and the big guys have started to take notice today, I've seen. Yep, dude, Shiesty, totally, totally back. Not to mention on top of the dots he's able to throw, he rushes for 43 yards. Uh, every time he did it, I, like, got super nervous and was like yelling slide 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 but he's say he's seeing holes he's he's making runs he's getting first downs i mean dude calf what like he he's is getting up he's doing the swag first down signal he's fucking smacking himself on the helmet he's jacked up dude i was in my living room just like this guy's fucking making me feel like i just did that dude i'm jacked to the tits yes. while all this is happening because when burrow's running like that and you could tell that wasn't scared running. That wasn't, oh, shit, I need to get down as soon as possible. I might get hit. He's going to take the hit on these runs, and he's going to get up, and he's going to let you know you did it. Yeah. Let, let you know he did it. 
when Burrow's firing all cylinders like that, the Bengals can beat any team in the league, and it is just the perfect time for this to come back. The absolute perfect time. No, it really is against the Niners team too. Like, like you cannot ask for more. Uh, I mean, he truly is the lifeblood of the offense. When he's humming, dude, we're unstoppable. We're totally unstoppable. And rushing, man, it was a good rushing day. I posted it up at, at Twitter. We had 79 rushing yards at half. So, oh. and that was a great game plan. But if you look at it, mixed in 16 carries, 87 yards, average 5.4 with the touchdown and a long run of 20. And then the second leading rusher, Joe Burrow, 43 rushes on six attempts, averaging 7.2. He had a 20 yard run as well. And then you got the end around to Tyler Boyd that I think was a great play call by Zach Taylor that gave him a rush for six yards. Two for six for Travion Williams. Uh, Jamar Chase had two technical rushes. One was a very bad jet sweep that just didn't go anywhere. He averages negative four yards a carry over two carries. But as the team, 27 rushes, 134 yards, averaging five yards per attempt. You will take a rushing performance like that from this pass-happy Bengals Bengals team any and every time that they go out there. I said that at halftime even. I said, I'll take a first half like that every Sunday. I think it was 11 rushes for 79 yards. He was just killing it. Yeah, 100%. And if you would have asked me, I would have swore Mixon was over 100 because it just felt like his day. I mean, he, like the runs he was ripping off were electric and reminiscent of uh, Joe Mixon of a couple years ago, right? He kind of, yeah, last year was whatever, but like, dude, the way he was playing, like it was like, who was the best running back on the field? Was it CMC or was it mixing that day? Right. I mean, it was nuts. And then you got I think you got another clip, dude, if you want to roll that so we can see how powerful he was running. Yeah. I'm getting ready to run this clip for you. For those of you watching on uh, YouTube or Twitter or wherever you're watching um, you guys on the audio podcast, you have to look up the clip, but yeah, this is a good run to show that all day long mixing just looked like he was shot out of a fucking cannon, man. It was beautiful. 31. And there is Mixon taking off and striding down to the 10-yard line as Joe Mixon showed explosion with that. I mean, dude, when he's running like that, you can't stop him. He had another one just like that uh, in the red zone where Tony Romo was like, just basically like, holy crap, man, he is running with hate today. Like, Absolutely, dude. And I think being able to go under center helped with that. Now, the run that we just showed was a shotgun run. But he was able to really get – he was really able to just get a full head of steam. The offensive line was getting pushed. The holes were there, and he was able to just explode through them. I haven't seen Mixon run that explosively probably since the Bills playoff game last year. And, it, I mean, he, he had a big game that day. So it was – I mean, it was a phenomenal performance by Mixon. It brought the balance that this offense desperately needs because play action started working, as Sir Boy said, because teams were – they had to respect the run. That the Bengals finally had a run game that an opponent had to respect, and that opened up things down the field. Because when you look at the receiving stats that we can get into here next, Burrow was spreading the ball around to, I think, seven different receivers, if I if I remember correctly. So we had uh, Chase lead the team with 10 receptions for 100 yards and a touchdown on 12 targets. So he caught every ball but two. Um, and it wasn't a flashy, oh, my God, everybody's going to talk about Jamar Chase performance. He just ran great routes. He made great sideline catches. He went across the middle. He just – it was just a, a, a quiet, low-key, hell of a performance. I was very, very happy to see T. Higgins get back in the fold, five catches for 69 yards. He had the long of 33. I think that that is very, very important mm-hmm. because I think that 
you know, with the rib injury and everything that he has going on right now, it can, it can bother him, but he felt, he looked comfortable. He didn't look like it was bothering him too much. And he brings an element to the offense that we need. And then we have Tyler Boyd with three receptions for 40 yards with a touchdown. Uh, Herb Smith Jr., four receptions, 25 yards. He did have the big fumble, but he, he contributed a little bit. Trent Irwin with a big catch uh, to move the chains in the game. Two catches, 24 yards. Mixon, three for 23 out of the backfield. So he had over 100 all-purpose yards. And then Yoshi, one reception, two yards, but another touchdown for Yoshi. And then Drew Sample, zero receptions for zero yards, an average of zero on one target, and he actually dropped it. But... We said earlier with Burroughs breakdown, 20, 28 of 33, I'm sorry, 28 of 32, 283, three touchdowns, average 10.1 yards per completion. Just a clinic from the Bengals offense, just an absolute clinic. Yeah, and you put it you put it well with Chase. Like It wasn't a crazy sexy game, but he was running hard, dude. He, like, he would get the ball, and he, his yak was so, solid. <clears throat> he was catching the ball. Uh, not letting people drag him down. Uh, it's really nice to see T. Higgins getting his because uh, he's been banged up. That long play, man, I stood up off the chair and just screamed because that, that man deserves every yard he gets. Uh, Tyler Boyd game, man. Tyler Boyd had some clutch catches across the middle, the touchdown. Uh, winning cures all, uh, so I'm not going to sit here and bitch about Irv Smith. I think everybody understands what's going on with our tight end position. Hopefully Irv can clean that shit up, come out and uh, play some good football. Uh, sorry about Drew Sample. Uh, I think you were looking for some Drew Sample play, weren't you, Drew? I just think that I'm going to bet a Drew Sample anytime touchdown every week until it finally hits. But um, while we're on the subject of gambling, I do my Bengals beats every week presented by Bet Jack, Ohio Sportsbook. Shout out. I finally fucking won one. It go. took me until week eight, but yeah. I finally won one. I went Bengals plus five and a half. People said I was a pussy, and I, maybe I was, but I took the five and a half points. Mm-hmm. I had Jamar Chase over 83 and a half uh, receiving yards. That was easy money. And then I had Burrow over one and a half passing yards. I put 50 bucks on it. I won 230. It's beautiful. Yeah. And that's, I'm going to use that money to buy somebody a jersey on Sunday. If you haven't seen the video I posted on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff, go check it out. There's a way you can get a jersey for $10. Um, but, you know, a little, little promo, a little plug there for some big stuff that we got going. Yeah, uh, no. Sunday. Good, good people. We love our giveaways, guys. If we're attending comments, a or somebody's walking away with a jersey. So, comments popping off. Uh, Mark Fetters. If uh, Mixon runs like this, like that, it's over. And I think that that's completely true. If you can count on that from Joe Mixon more games than not, the Bengals are a very, very tough team to beat. Tony says 29, 29 first downs total for the Bengals offense. That is phenomenal. 29 that's, in a game. That's crazy, too, because there's a lot of times where we sit here and complain that we're in third down purgatory. So for us yeah. to get these first downs the way we did on that game, especially the 49ers team. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Sir boy says Joe Mixon obviously had some burger wagon and Ron's pizzas before Sunday's game. Shout out to the Mimesburg legendary established establishment. Shout out to Sir boy for just promoting a, a 
small town with great businesses that have great food. So shout out to him. Tony also says the touchdown pass to Chase would have gone for 90 if there was field remaining. And I think that that is absolutely true. Chase had just cooked that defensive back. That's a touchdown from the opposite 20 if that's where we would have been lined up. And he also said he loved them taking that shot to the end zone immediately after the turnover. I did like that idea. They got the turnover, the quick change, and they took their shot. I really, really did like that. Yeah. That's a good comment. There's a lot of ball knowers in the chat. There are a lot of ball knowers. And Ben Mumphrey's here. He says, I love it. Just got off work and excited to see you guys went live. Thanks for tuning in, man. Huday, great win. Absolutely. We appreciate the chat members. The chat is popping this episode, and that is always fun because we like to interact with you guys. So we've gushed and gushed for 20 minutes or so over the Bengals offense, and rightfully so because we've all been dying for a game like that. But we can't forget the defense led by Lou Anarumo. We've got stats, baby. Logan Wilson, friend of the show. He's never been on the show. He probably doesn't exist, but I'm going to say friend of the show. Um, 11 tackles, nine solo, another interception, 10 interceptions for his career. He leads all linebackers in the NFL since he came into the league in 2020. Just a grown fucking man. Sam Hubbard, six tackles, four solo, a sack, a tackle for loss. Cam Taylor Britt, six tackles, four solo, a tackle for loss. Dax, five tackles, four solo. Pratt, five tackles, three solo. He had a crazy interception. Burrow said it's one of the craziest football plays he's ever seen. Mike Hilton with um, four tackles, three solo, and a tackle for loss. He had a pick as well, um, I thought, or am I am I wrong? I don't know. Um, so just a great day. Trey Henderson didn't have the game record game I was hoping for. Um, he did have a sack, but um, he had some pressures. But it wasn't it wasn't the game record I was I was hoping to see with uh, Trent Williams out. But he still made an impact. So the defense finishes with fifty five tackles, forty two solo, two sacks, two tackles for loss, and two interceptions. It was just the defense humming. Man, Lou was cooking, and Lou was fired up at somebody after the game. I haven't seen who it was. But if you watch the TV copy, he's walking off the field like, yeah, that's why we just beat your ass. Like, I don't know who he was talking to, but he was fired up. Dude, I appreciate a coach that's got a fire under his ass like that, dude. I, I played under a coach like that back in my day. dude. It just it fires you up as a player to know that guy has your back. And there were several camera angles uh, and short clips of Lou Anarumo screaming at the other sideline. So, uh, dude, yeah, he was he was hyped. I, I got it. I got to, like, just thank the football gods that we are not in linebacker purgatory. Logan Wilson and Jermaine Pratt are probably two of the most underrated Bengals lengthy extensions to ever occur, in my opinion, dude. When they can produce like this, 11 tackles, nine of them solo, was it, for Logan, plus an energy. Jermaine Pratt defying physics, slapping all out of the air, grabbing it. And I didn't know, I, I still don't fully understand what stopped him from running it all the way back. But, like, holy shit, dude. Our linebacking core is producing on top of our DBs in the passing game, pass defense game, that is. I, I, I'm in heaven, dude. I love it. Not only that. They're here, they're young, they're yes. good, and they're locked in for the long haul. They both got deals this yep. offseason. 
So they're not going anywhere. They're only going to get better and they're staying right in town and they don't break the bank. Their no. contracts are not bad. They don't break the bank. They're not going anywhere. Logan Wilson is only getting better. Shout out to the girl dad strength that comes into a man's body. And it's just, it's just, it's phenomenal, dude. Yeah. It's, and, it's unbelievable, dude. And then you've got, and we talk about him every week, the little missile that could Mike Hilton coming in and just smoking people in the backfield. I saw you pulling up a comment there. Sorry if I interrupted, but. No, I just like to throw them up so they see them. That's just my buddy Adam checking in. Josh did too. There are some good questions here, though. Um, not not to cut you off, but nope. I didn't nope. think about this because we don't plan our shows. We just turn on our cameras and talk shit. Tomorrow's the trade deadline. Oh, fuck. And the Bengals are historically inactive at the trade deadline. I mean, it's not something that they, that they do, but they have broken a lot of their old organizational ways here in the past few years. So maybe it could happen. I don't expect it to, but it could. And Sir Boy says, we need Chase Young. There have been some reports and some rumors that Washington is interested in shopping him. Um, I believe he is on his um, last year of his rookie deal. So he will be a free agent after this year. Um, because if I'm if I remember correctly, Washington did not pick up his uh, fifth year option. So if that's the case and he's on the market, the Bengals could end up with Joe Burrow and Chase Young when people were debating if they should take Chase Young over Joe Burrow, which was obviously stupid from the start. But he could be looking for a fresh start out of there. How would you feel if they went after Chase Young? I'd take it. I would. He's not been um, what he was poised to be due to injury uh things that you can't help you know what i mean uh but i would take him and rotate him in 100 percent. i would never say no to that uh i do think that anything you add to the defensive line would have to be someone who elevates the pass rush and actually touches and puts the quarterback into the dirt um i would rather that be what we add to the d-line um, but, uh, I would never say no to that if we're not giving up anything too sexy for it. Well, and that's what, um, Mark just asked. I was actually about to pull it up. What are they asking for in return for young and sir boy followed up with, I think a third rounder and he's been a lot better this year. Third rounder, the Bengals aren't doing it. If the Bengals are going to break their trend of not trading at the deadline, it's going to be for like a fifth round, sixth round pick. I can't see them doing anything much higher than that. That's just my opinion. I don't know for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Bo Brown, a comment from Facebook um, says Hunter Henry is on the block and the Bengals are supposedly interested thoughts. Now that is one I like because his contract is friendly. He's damn good. He's one of the better receiving tight ends in the league. He's just living in hell in new England with Mac Jones being shitty. Um, I think that he would, he could definitely elevate the Bengals offense. But when I look at it, I was on a space last night and somebody made up a good point. The Bengals have, I think 25 targets to tight ends. That's it this year. So I just don't know if they value the tight end position that much, but is that Burrow not targeting them because he has a lack of trust in them? Maybe. I don't know. Cause there was a play in the Rams game where I think it was Wilcox and he was open and Burrow looked at him and just completely ignored the fact that he was out there and still threw it out there. So, or, or through it somewhere else. So I, I don't know if they would do something like that, but that that's the kind of move that I would really like. I, I agree with you. Uh, Henry or I guess Seki type 
Um, it, it's, I think the Bengals have shown they don't necessarily value the tight end position as much as they do other positions. Um, Clearly. We, we didn't draft one last year like everybody thought they were, pounding the table for one, Kincaid, uh, or uh, who's the guy that went to the damn Raiders, local guy. Troutman? No, he was a friggin' Notre Dame tight end. Oh, Michael Mayer. Michael Mayer. Didn't draft Mayer. That's who I was banging the table for. Yeah, everybody was. Uh, In the Bengals, I don't think that their scheme uh, is centered around making sure the tight end gets the ball. I I just don't think it is. We don't have a Travis Kelsey-led offense. You know what I mean? Uh, We have Jamar (laughs) Chase, Higgins, uh, and, and that's our bread and butter. Uh, I would love to see a tight end be productive. Uh, more importantly, not drop a freaking ball uh, for a turnover in the red zone. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But uh, I don't. I don't think I'm going to be too hurt if we pass on trading for one or picking one up. Uh, but I, on the other side of the coin, we'll do one of the. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. If we pick one up, you know what I mean? Yeah. And Bo followed up to his question and said he doesn't throw to tight ends because they all suck. And that could that could very well be part of it. And BJ said the same thing. It has to be that he doesn't trust any of them. Yeah. Um, and that could very well be part of it too. And then Ben, Ben, our friend out in Iowa, pops in with Laporta, dot, 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 getting his Iowa boy some love. Laporta has turned out to be a dog. I liked him. Um, yep. And Braden Griffin with a phenomenal comment, and this is 1,000% true. If you want to do something you've never done, win the Super Bowl, then you have to start doing things you've never done. And that's like being active at the trade deadline. And that's that's an extremely, extremely true um, statement. If Bengals have never won a Super Bowl, if they want to, they have to change the way they do things. And they've started to. But would it be trading in the deadline? I could only see it if somebody's letting somebody go for fairly cheap. I can't see the Bengals giving up anything higher than a fifth for anybody. That's just my personal opinion. I could be completely wrong. Yeah. And Wedge Gordon says Joe Burrow is slash was the tight end maker. See the last few years, but it appears Irv doesn't want that career contract after the Burrow year. Yeah, there was a there was kind of a factory with Uzama getting twenty some million and then Hurst getting twenty some million. And I'm Hayden Hurst one hundred percent wants to be a Bengal again. His yeah. family was on Twitter like pretty blatant about it. I don't think he can say it, but his mom was like, he would love to come back to Cincinnati and help the offense. But the problem yeah. with that is his contract from a Bengals perspective is gross. It, it it doesn't work. He would have to be willing to rework his deal or Carolina would have to be willing to eat some of that money. And with the kind of pick capital that the Bengals would be willing to give up for it, I don't think that they would. Yeah. I mean, I would take him back in a heartbeat if we could restructure. I, I loved that guy. Um, and he's in hell right now, dude. I, I think they got their first one win this past. They did get their first win Sunday, yeah. I mean, fuck that all the way down. Like that sucks, right? I mean, yeah, we've struggled early, but to be winless until this week, I mean, he's got to just hate his life right now and and be kicking himself in the butt for leaving. But yeah, I, I don't I don't want him back if we gotta you know cut the right arm cut the right arm off to uh, make sure the left one works. You know what I mean, money wise. Yeah, and. That's 
Ben Mumphrey makes a good point. He says, watching the 49ers this year, a lot of the looks that Kittle gets are the kind of targets that Boyd gets. So if we had a tight end, would that take away from Boyd's production? And he followed up with the teams that have a Boyd don't have a productive tight end. And that that does make sense. Those third downs, gritty, need to move the change plays that you'll see a Kittle get or you'll see a Kelsey get. A lot of those do go Tyler Boyd's way. So that's, that's a fair point. That's why that's – why- like after kind of bitching about it, even during the game, I had a long, hard think about it. Uh, and, and it is, it's, it, he's the one getting those Tyler Boyd. So I won't be too hurt if we don't get a tight end. Honestly, I won't even think twice about it because you've got Boyd. And then whenever he's healthy and he comes back, you're going to have Chuck sizzle uh, and uh, Yoshi. I, I mean, they're not tight ends, but they're the guys that are going to be catching them across the middle. Give me a, give me a tight end that can sit in there and block. I'm good, dude. And it, <laughs> Sir Boy says, let's trade for whoever gets the second overall pick in a fantasy world. Uh, I can't find the comment now, but um, BJ McKinney said, just wait and draft Cade Stover next year. And people keep telling me I would hate if Cade Stover became a Bengal, but I don't think that's the case because Cade Stover's going to be a dog in the league. I put that out on Twitter when they were playing Penn State, and I, I was praying to God that they would lose. Cade Stover's good. Like I said, if they put stripes on their helmet, I don't care where they went to college. Well, we'll have to see if they're buyers for tight end this year in the draft. Who knows? They weren't they weren't this past year. So who freaking knows, man? I, I have no idea. All, all I know is uh, even with a little bit of uh, tight end woes, like if that's our biggest issue with this game right now, we're doing something right, man. So Absolutely. I'm, 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 I'm good to hook, dude. So uh, and. I'll- We're at the 33-minute mark here. Uh, You have one of the most gorgeous hats on your head I've ever seen. Uh, One of the originals. One of the originals. Oh, that's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. I don't have mine on me right now. However, Cincy Hat, who works with the village of Marici. There it is. He did it. Got it. He did it. it. Uh, He said it right. (laughs) Official hat of Blue Collar Bangles, uh, one of our favorite sponsors here on Blue Collar Bangles, uh, working with the Village of Marici to provide amazing housing for adults with disabilities. Uh, Ted Karras, uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year, uh, our Walton Painter Man of the Year, uh, who we're pushing for this year. Uh, they do wonderful things. They sponsor a very specific segment that you guys have come to love, the Wallop of the Week. You want to go ahead and roll that, Drew? Yeah, it's an unconventional one, but it's one that I really, really like. Oh, yeah. From beyond the 28, there's Chase. He's going to figure it out. Bounces off of two tackles with a marker coming out. Now, you may be confused. Why on earth is the wallop of the week an offensive play? Uh, if I got to say it, you got to be blind because Chase on that play was not going to let anything but a three-man gang tackle stop him from getting to the end zone. Dude, running through that first tackle, slamming himself headfirst into three to two to three defenders. If that's not a wallop, I don't know what is. What do you think of that play, Drew? 
on third and two, man, he was determined to get the first down too. There was no stopping that man and just sending that dude bouncing off of him. It's not a big hit coming across the middle. It's not a safety flying up and popping somebody, but it's Jamar Chase just being a grown ass man and doing the dirty work because people think that he's just flashy big plays and gritties, but he does the dirty work too on plays like that. He'll lower his shoulder into you. He'll push you across the chains or he'll just send you flying three yards back like he did that dude. That dude. So yeah, shout out to Jamar Chase. You are this week's wallop of the week, presented by the Cincy Hat. And now we gave away the beanies. It's getting ready to get a little bit colder. I don't know what the weather's looking like for uh, November fifth down there, but you can go to www.thecincyhat.com and get geared up with all the coolest hats they got. They got shirts. They got golf uh, polos. They've got the beanies. They've got everything, and it benefits the village of Marici. I was just testing him. He got it. Uh, done. Oh, that makes a good point. We didn't we didn't show the Mike Hilton stick on the in the backfield against the running back. Hilton did fly back there and blow it up, but we just wanted to switch it up. We want to give some some love to the offense this week and Chase just with a workman's like game. Yeah, offensive offensive players are sensitive, man. If you don't give them love for a little while, they they get a little upset, dude. You know, defensive players can eat dirt and move on. And great point by Tony. Chase is also a blocking machine. It does not get talked about because he's Jamar Chase, but he is not afraid to block for anybody on any play, anytime. He will put his neck out there and he will he will do what you know some receivers won't do. And uh Fravy Film says those beanies are fucking great. They are awesome, man. I mean, how how much better could you be to still look as cool as this hat, but keep your ears warm when we start getting colder too? Can't beat it. That's what people, uh, to continue a little bit on the Chase trend, some people don't realize they think Chase is just Flash, like you said, but he's he's stout, bro. He is a stout son of a bitch, man. He, he'll run you over, dude. Like, Yeah, and uh, we got one more comment. It's a text from my dad. Um, I must have missed it when we were talking about trade potential. He says, go get a running back. Okay. And – I think that that is a valid concern because with Chase Brown going on IR for four weeks now, um, our friend Joe Goodberry pointed it out. Um, he said this make this would push this would push me to make a move for a running back because right now you have a bad running back room. Because I mean, what yeah. are they going to do? Promote Demetric Felton from the practice squad? Mm-hmm. Um, that's that is concerning. And man. This is probably my Homer unrealistic Bengals aren't going to do it type thing. But I've heard Dalvin Cook isn't the happiest in New York, man. Ooh, okay. Dalvin Cook from the Jets. I heard he's not the happiest. A little thunder and lightning with Mixon. Well, yes. he's on a one-year deal himself, so it's not like he's got some big contract that's going to put us in cap hell for two years. I don't, he, I don't, he could be a good third down back. I don't think they would ask a ridiculous amount either. I, I don't – That that's a good point. Yeah, I, he was – he was kind of on people's radar when we were talking about Zeke and stuff too, right? In the off season. I think I remember that a little bit. So yeah, dude, I, I like the idea of a little thunder lightning, man. Him, him coming out on third down there, dude. Um, <laughs> the, the comments are getting unhinged. Sir boy, where was Irv Smith Jr. on January 6th? <laughs> oh my. I don't know that Irv Smith was at the dust up at the Capitol. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Tony with a shout out dads know it all my dad's a smart man he's a ball knower he played at Ohio State for Woody Hayes man he knows ball yeah Um, I think 
I see the Zeke comments there too. Uh, I think I'll pass on Zeke at this point too. But what do you think? I don't. Maybe he'll block. But I, I think Zeke's just a dick. I think Zeke's just an asshole. I've never liked Zeke. He's the one guy where like my Ohio State hate has yeah. carried over to the that, pros because I just think he's like a shitty dude. That's your Michigan ties there, pissing you off a little bit. Okay. And Zach Musgrave says, what about Chris Evans? Where is he? And that's what I want to know, too. I was on a space last night, and I was talking about that. Am I wrong to think that most of the time when Chris Evans gets legitimate offensive snaps, he makes good things happen? I think about the AFC Championship game against Kansas City. I I think it was either the AFC Championship game against Kansas City when we won, or it was the year that we beat Kansas City at home to win the division. I can't remember which game, but they put Chris Evans out wide. He was receiver four and he picked up a big first down the the chiefs game last year in cincinnati he comes in burrow throws him a pass he makes a move he gets into the end zone and he scores i don't know what keeps chris evans off the field aside from his pass blocking he hasn't been good at pass blocking i know he worked on it this offseason but i don't know if they've given him ample time to really show that he's improved on it and maybe that's another Michigan homer thing from me. I don't know. But I feel like Chris Evans could really benefit this offense if he's getting five to six touches a game. Yeah, I, I don't get it either. He's He is not this individual. So please, for the love of God, don't quote me as directly comparing him to this individual. But like, I, I, like when I see him play, I think of Reggie Bush. And again, he is not Reggie Bush. I'm not saying he is at the level of Reggie Bush. But like, why not try to use him like kind of like that? Like he's quick, he's shifty. He can get in and out of holes and get around the defense when he's out wide. He's a legitimate threat. He's not, yeah. wide, but he's a legitimate threat screens to him. We love throwing those stupid screens. Why not throw them to him, dude? Cause they, they won't, they won't until he starts like housing them, which I think he's capable of. They won't look at Chris Evans out there and yell screen like they do when Chase is out there on those bubbles and shit. I, I, I think he's super dynamic and I want to see him used. Everybody wants to see him used. We're, we're not alone here, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And um, Braden Griffin with a good point. Ramondre Stevenson, I think, is the best fit. He's been catching balls out of the backfield a lot this year and be a good check down option on third downs. I'd take Ramondre Stevenson, absolutely. Um, you know, New England's their season's cooked. Is he still in New England? I think he's still in the Um, And then there's another one. Um, where do we go? Uh, ben Mumphrey. What about Antonio Gibson or Miles Sanders? What is Chase Edmonds doing? Miles Sanders, I'm sorry. Um, I really like the Antonio Gibson option. I think yeah. Antonio Gibson could be a good fit. Um, I think that that would, that would probably be a damn good one. Um, <laughs> I got to get to this comment because it, it, it scrolled past, but it, it was funny. Uh, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? <laughs> Brad V Films, man. Where did it go? I don't know what he said. All right, I know what he said, but I can't find it. I'm sorry, man. I want to put it up on the screen. But he said Evans had to have hit on somebody's wife. The doghouse is deep for him. Uh, I'm having trouble finding it when I'm scrolling up, but that comment deserved to be shown on screen because that was it's, that was awful. That was it's awful. a legitimate, like, yeah, it's a joke. But it like, it's a good point. Like, what the hell? What is he doing in practice or like off the field that is not allowing him to play on game day. It, like there has to be something going on. I don't get it. Yeah. I, that's something I'm not sure. I just, I, I don't see it. Um, I know. I mean, I know Travion's there like, duh. Right. But like, 
he's not done anything to really blow me out of the water this year either. I made it a great, he had a great return this past game. And I like Travion, so neither Drew or I, we're not knocking Travion, but. No, not I, at all. I'd love to see a rotation, man, with Chris getting in there. Because whether it's returning the ball or or his, like, one snap every three games, everybody goes, look, look, he can, yeah. he can do what the hell? Put him in. So Chris Evans, man. Bengals, let's get him on the field. And Frav, Frav, I don't know if it's Frav V Films or Frav Films. I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm sorry. But he says, I think Evans has nine snaps and three touchdowns. Make it make sense. Like, that's legitimately, like, how it's been over the last three years. So I don't, I don't understand it. Um, do we think that Dalvin cook would take over for Mixon? I don't think he would take touches from Mixon. No. Um, and this is a point I was going to make before we wrap things up. Cause I know shit, everything goes to shit after 45 minutes for us and we're creeping up on it. But Mark's makes a good point. Mark makes a good point. Zach Taylor had a decent day play calling. Zach Taylor had a damn good game play calling. Zach Taylor went head to head with Kyle Shanahan, who's regarded as one of the best callers in the game and beat him. And as much as we bitch about Zach, as much as I've bitched about Zach, we need to give him credit where credit's due. Maybe an, maybe a healthy burrow has unlocked some things in the offense that they weren't able to do. And we were just freaking out too early, but Zach Taylor, 100% of uh, deserves his flowers. Yeah, I totally agree. You said it before on our preview show. You said one of the X factors for the 49ers is the Shanahan factor. You know what I mean? Yes. The guy can flat out coach a football team. He's creative. Everything he does has recently led him to success, minus these past three games. And Zach Taylor outcoached him, dude. Flat out, dude. Offensively. Lou Anarumo, we don't even need to go there. That man... He's a genius, and Tony Romo needs to shut his mouth saying he's going to be a head coach next year because he's ours. Nobody else can have him. But Zach Taylor, flat-out out-coach Shanahan, dude. It was a beautiful sight. Yeah, and we've got to give him that credit when he earns it. And everybody – people are telling me when I was, like, on Twitter talking about they're like, well, what about Lou? What about Lou? Lou had a great game. You got to give Lou his props. Let Lou cook. But – we're just more used to Lou doing that than we are Zach right now. So it's like we've, we've become kind of desensitized to great defensive game plans from Lou Anarumo because he's been doing them for two and a half years straight now. So it's just, we're not discounting Lou. It's just, we're a little bit more surprised and happy to see that Zach had such a great game plan that he called so well. hundred percent. That's why I say like, I don't even need to touch on Lou. We know Lou baby. Sweet Lou's got this shit, but dude, this game like is is proof that play calling's on point. Joe Burrow's healthy. The receivers are able to bring it in. Like we are a complete package, dude. We we just are, dude. And Bo Brown, when we get Charlie, we get Charlie Jones back next week. He'll be activated off IR. I think he's going to get more involved now that Burrow's back healthy. Scary for the rest of the NFL if we can get him going. I like Chuck Sizzle. I think Chuck Sizzle needs to get a little bit bigger, but I do think that he's going to have. Uh, uh, an effective role in the offense. He may tra- take some snaps away from Trent Irwin, or he may not because Trent Irwin has been so damn good and reliable. Um, Zach Musgrave, are we back? I am here to tell you, my friend, we are fucking back, baby. We are back. 100%. Exactly. That And uh, Sir Boy says Bills have no chance. Um, we'll get into that more on Thursday. Talk about it Thursday, but I fucking agree, dude. Like, if we can manhandle Shanahan's Niners, I, I like Buffalo. I do. And again, we'll get into it Thursday, but I'm 
I'm not worried about him. Not worried about him at all, brother. Yeah, so we have more of that coming Thursday, 6 p.m. on our preview show. Um, I do have one more clip that I want to play because Ron is big time and got a clip from somebody very, very special. I don't know if you want to talk about that. No, we go ahead and play it, but let's let's talk about it. Play the clip, and then we'll talk about what everybody needs to do for that Thursday game or for that bubble. Dude, the Bengals in prime time have impressed us time and time again over the past few years, whether it be the light show, the fireworks, the in-stadium light, which I say separate because light show, I mean the cell phone shit they're doing. Now they want to literally, for the television audience, strike the stands. I posted it. Drew probably posted it. You're going to see a lot of other uh Bengals social media people posting it. Uh, look at the map, dude. Check your section. Uh, and if you're in a specific section, check whether that section is supposed to be wearing orange or black. Because they literally, and I don't, do you have the picture graphic of the map? If not, it's okay. We'll tweet it out. It's all over Twitter. I did not upload look it. At it. Well, that's that's totally fine. Look on Twitter. They're going to strike the stance. Literally strike the stance, dude. Well, I mean, how... How creative can you get? And that's where I'm going to potentially break my rule. Um, I haven't gotten my tickets yet. Bet Jack said they're going to send them over later in the week. Shout out to them. Um, but I don't know what section I'm in yet. So um, I always wear the same color jersey as the Bengals. They're wearing black jerseys. But if I end up in, a, in an orange section, I'm going to break my rules because I got to do what is right for the team. We're going to stripe the jungle out. Um, that's something to get out early just you know, so everybody knows. Um, people have said things about like, what if we don't have orange gear? Do they expect us to go buy it? Stuff like that. But I have seen Bengals captain, I think, and some other people doing some stuff to kind of help people get gear if they need it. So you can find their social media pages. I think they're doing some cool stuff. Uh, they, they've got sites and links to stuff that's cost effective if you need it, stuff like that. So it's going to look awesome. Um, make sure that if you're at the game, you wear the correct color for your section and you make sure that you are prepared to go absolutely ape shit for four hours straight. Rest your voice for a few days before drink hot tea with honey, whatever the hell it takes. I plan on leaving with no voice. If I'm doing some dumbass internet videos after I hope that I'm raspy because I plan on losing my shit. Josh Allen is my fantasy quarterback, but I hope he leaves the stadium with his ears bleeding that is how freaking loud I want the stadium to be. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's absolutely true. And Tony, uh, just chiming in real quick, Cap and Hubei, who is his wife, um, she runs the show. She's the keeper of the captain. We've talked about it. But they had links to orange and black stuff that's very affordable. So, yeah, if you don't feel like buying a whole new jersey for it because it's just one night or whatever, I totally understand it. They've got some social media stuff that can – or they got some links that can help you find some stuff that is uh, good and affordable. So. Oh I think we wrap this thing up. Uh, we don't want to get too much into the bills because we got to have some shit to talk about and have you guys back with us on Thursday at six o'clock. So thank you all very much for tuning in to Blue Collar Bengals. I'm ending it with a who day, a loud who day, an emphatic who day. You can say your final piece and then I'll roll us out. I got nothing but who day, baby. Let's go. Yes, sir. Oh, shit. We're supposed to be out of here. Why didn't it play?
Dude, my computer's freezing up. Spectrum, this isn't your fault. This is Apple's fault. Fuck. Is it going to play? What the fuck? How do we get out of here? I got somewhere I got to go.